When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, there it is. For Question Friday, Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company and TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They got a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. This is Daily Vikings Entertainment, and we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Now, it's been 60-plus years. It's time to go. I like to be above 500, too. That'd be nice. That's... that You're was, asking for too much now. That was now you crossed the line. Remember those times when we weren't in the pandemic? That was fun. Like Lick, they literally haven't been above 500 in licking, two years. Licking doorknobs and not washing your hands. Oh no, no, keep doing that. I'm just kidding. Don't don't lick doorknobs. You know, our old coworker Rami Makloff used to even before the pandemic was like obsessed with hand sanitizer and washing his hands, and he would always make fun of everyone else that wasn't. And then when the pandemic hit, it was like his super validation. Like, yes, yeah, yes. But then we found out. <laughs> That it, it was basically an airborne disease, right? Yeah. So, like, like we did a lot and of, of sanitizing. That was really a waste of time. It was, yeah. And one last was, thing on this we before we actually get to the damn show, and not to be TMI, I don't buy him. I don't buy this fact of him for a second. He claims he does not bring his phone with him to the toilet. Oh, yeah. I we, don't We did segments that. on that. I don't yeah. buy that for a second. I said, I said, don't you get bored? He said... I read magazines. Yeah, but those yeah. magazines also have the same particles that you're worried about. On he claimed he claimed his father w- would send him Chicago Tribune sports sections, and he would put them by the by by the can the toilet. Yeah, by the can by the toilet, and he would read the sports sections while he was doing his thing, and then toss them so he didn't take the phone. And we did entire segments. I miss him. We all called BS. I miss him. You can find our, our old friend Rami Makhlouf doing on great. the stand in Milwaukee doing afternoons now. His own show. Best, guy's the best. All right. Question number one here on this <laughs> Four Questions Friday. All right. Let's go. Bill Barnwell, analytics writer for ESPN.com. He says, here's an idea to extend to Kirk Cousins if you're the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. The ideal scenario for the Vikings would be signing Kirk to a five-year contract that they can re-examine after 2023 without having to eat an ungodly amount of money. It might be more realistic to even shoot for 2024, 
Either way, with a team that finished ahead of the Bengals, Titans, and Raiders in Football Outsiders DVOA, which is an all-encompassing efficiency metric, yeah, I'm not sure I would be desperately anxious to blow things up and go in a different direction at quarterback. As for the Super Bowl argument, well, it's naive. Meaning, like, the argument that Kirk can't win a Super Bowl. He says it's naive. The Ravens won a Super Bowl with Flacco. The Giants won two Super Bowls with Eli Manning. The Eagles won a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. None of those teams had a dominant defense, at least during the regular season. The way to win a Super Bowl is to get into the postseason and have your quarterback get hot in January. Cousins gives the Vikings an above-average option to start that process. So question number one is, what are your thoughts? Okay, Bill Barnwell, I respect you, and you are have at times thrown Here out some reckless speculation I love. But, dude, come on. <laughs> you really think Kirk Cousins is going to get into the heart of the playoff season and get hot? Um, he's mentally not capable. I, I, I will dismiss that out of hand. Now, if you tell me Kirk Cousins is going to get to Kirk Tober and get get hot, I'm going to say, Bill Barnwell, you are right. He will. In fact, I would say his 2022, his October will be bleeping awesome. But this, again, is why you need to take into account people as well. Kirk Cousins is not going to get into the playoffs and go on a, a run. The Saints game, in which he threw a very nice pass uh, to Thielen, and then to to Kyle was great, but they fell apart the next week. Is that all on Kirk? No. Did Kirk play well? Absolutely not. So I am in fundamental disagreement with any, like, Eli had his faults, for sure. He's not great. He was very good at times, but he was not great. But you know what? He also was wired differently. I think Kirk's mental wiring would never allow him to actually run off enough playoff games to win a Super Bowl. My opinion. What's funny about Eli is, you know, people kind of put him in this, I guess they kind of put him in a similar category of Kirk in some ways where he's like, he's like a pretty solid, like slightly above average quarterback that just got hot a couple times. And if he could just get hot, Kirk could get hot. Well, the biggest criticism of Kirk is that he, he performs more poorly in situations where they know you're going to pass. They're going to get pressure on you. It's a road game. It's a winning team, right? Eli has, I almost envision Eli as like this, you can shine a flashlight in one ear and out the other in those moments where he's just, he's not nervous. He's just, right. he's putting the ball up in the air, you know, right. he, he led the league in interceptions a couple times because whatever, I'm just going to kind of throw the ball down the field. I will say I have a lot of takes on this. Number one, to reference Joe Flacco, Carson Wentz and Eli Manning in 2007 is misguided because those guys were all on rookie scale contracts. Those guys made very little money relative to the salary cap. And it allowed the rest of the team to have, you know, there's an extra two or three players, starting players that you can get to fortify an offensive line, a defensive line, a cornerback, a receiver, whatever it may be, right? Um, so, like, right out of the gate, you can't just say, well, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Well, what happened when Joe Flacco signed his elite contract, right, <laughs> the year after they won the Super Bowl? The Ravens were kind of in no man's land for a few years. I will say this: We talked about this on Mackie and Judd, and uh, and I'm going to bring this. I'm going to bring up Robert of the North sent a note into the Score North app. If it's kind of a gun to the head situation, listen, it's it's going to be a contract extension, so deal with it, Mackie Judd. What is it going to look like? I like this concept. So here it is. I'm just going to throw it out there. All right. So you would extend Kirk for one year. So he's under contract for 35 million this year, base. 
cap hit of 40. Sure. So you extend his contract for one year and you give him 75 million guaranteed between this year and next year. So 2020, so 2022 and 2023. But you would tack a third what's called a void year on that contract, which is what they did I think with Barr and a couple other guys. So you would have two years of Kirk at a $35 million cap hit this year instead of 45. So you'd save 10 million to this year's cap, which would give you a little bit of wiggle room. But the biggest key would be his 2023 cap hit would be around $30 million, which with the cap going up would be around 15% of the overall salary cap. Now, I will say no team has ever won a Super Bowl with one quarterback taking up more than 13% of a cap, but at least you're like you're back in the ballpark, and the rest of the cap hit would go into a void year in 2024, which means you'd be paying for his existence even though he's a free agent. And of course, you could reevaluate, and you could, if you liked him, you could keep extending him. But this would allow you to draft a quarterback this year or next year. Again, I'm ready to just collect a first round, second round draft pick and move on. But if you if you said it has to be an extension, the idea of a void year reducing the cap hit for 2023, which I think is the real target to compete, that would be the lesser of multiple evils. Declan, where are you at with this? Or Judd, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the problem is Kirk says, well, hold away. Wait, hold on a second here. We're going to reduce the cap hit for 2023. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. no. It's not about the cap hit for him. It's not about the cap hit. No, but he's going to say my salary is going up for 2023. But it it will. So here, let me explain this again. So he would make, so from Kirk's standpoint, he would make $35 this year. And then he would make whatever for, let's call it forty. In 2023. Okay. But the, but the cap hits for the Vikings would be 35, 30, and let's say 10 in dead money yeah. in 2024. That's mm-hmm. what he's saying. So you could give Kirk his, you know, 80 million or something and then and then push some of the cap hit into a void year in 2024. Just to clarify, that's okay. what I'm talking about. He would still get paid, but he could still play hardball beyond this idea. That's what I was going to say, but he's going to, yeah. No, I, I think Kirk is going to, to say... I'm helping you. You're paying me. I want more. Like I, I think we're we're talking about a, a guy who is who has until he does it shown no track record of ever helping out the team that he is talking contract with. Yeah, that's true. So, so like, what? Why would we think the the idea is great? But why would we think that Kirk would would now pivot? To an idea that's not going to that, that's going to totally fly in the face of everything he's ever done contractually before. Yeah, and I think some of this is like the the team, like adding a void year. Yeah, doesn't really matter for Kirk. It's this. It's more of a cap shell game, and I don't love the idea of paying for Kirk still in two thousand twenty four. If you're kind of out on him in two thousand twenty two, why wouldn't you have done that then with his second contract extension, the two year sixty six mil contract extension that he did in March two thousand twenty? Why wouldn't you have done that? Because th- that would have brought this cap hit down. Yeah. So like know. my guess, but I mean Rob's not a dumb guy. So my, my guess is that Brzezinski did suggest that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think teams like. Down. I think in general, teams don't like doing void years because you're literally paying cap money to a player that's not on your team. I'm just so hypothesizing uh, that yeah, he might not be know. a fan. If the All right, let's, if the cap hits though are never above 35 million, I'm okay with that. I can be talked into that. I should say, and I, I just should be okay with that. I can be talked into that, especially with the cap going up. 
if his cap hit never exceeds $35 million over the length of that five-year contract, I could be convinced into doing it. I and I think the, o- the only way that that can happen is if you pay for him when he's gone. If you push money into what's called a void year or two and pay for him when he's gone. And that's, and that's what, you know, the salary cap is fake. Well, not really. You got to... You got to pay the piper we, at some do we, point. Do we think that? Do we realistically think that this team with Kirk Cousins, it, it, if he took said contract, can win a Super Bowl in twenty three with him at quarterback? I, I have so many questions about him, regardless of money. Right. That my, yes. that, that my answer is no. Right. So I like, mean, I think you're compete. I think you're doing that contract not to suck. Yeah, well, here, you know, another thing, too, and I, I, I mentioned this also on Mackie and Judd, but it's worth bringing up here, that forget about money for a second. Let's just talk about the guy, Kirk Cousins himself, the guy, right? Because this is, this is part of Bill Barnwell's argument that it's absurd and naive to suggest yeah. that he can't win a Super Bowl. Look at Flacco and Wentz and look at Eli Manning and right Nick Foles and stuff. Well, so those guys have all proven that they are Super Bowl winners. To this point, the idea of Kirk Cousins leading a team to a Super Bowl is a theory. It's a myth. It's something that's never come close to happening before. It never came close in high school or college. He's a 34-year-old starting quarterback in the NFL with zero reference points for what it looks like to be at the top of the mountain at any level of football. And that's concerning to me. Is he the unluckiest guy ever that he just had, you know, in Michigan State's not Alabama, you know, his his high school team maybe didn't have a great roster around him. You know, right. maybe he's just been unlucky for 16 years of whatever, uh, well, 20 years of playing football, <laughs> high school, college, in the NFL. But it it's a little unnerving to me as I look to commit to, if I'm Quasi or Kevin O'Connell, I'm going to commit basically my career as a general manager or a coach to a guy that never came close to a state championship in high school, he won the Outback Bowl once in college in a game in which he threw three interceptions, but that's like the closest to you know Michigan State was fine, but they weren't right. they weren't playing at like a national title level right. by any means. And in the NFL, the closest he's ever come is getting smoked in the divisional round of the playoffs. So forget about money for a second. Is this a guy that you feel like has enough winning traits about him right. to win a Super Bowl? And I just yeah. don't. And if he and if he simply came back to you and said, "I will take a pay cut." I'll just take a pay cut. I would say, oh, okay, that's changed then. Uh, but if I'm t- talking about I'm trying to kick this can down the road and now I- I'm trying to do this and now I'm taking – no, no, no. I mean, come on. Yeah. Go find your quarterback. Come on. Come on. Go find your quarterback. Go do it. All right, question, no, question number two here. What are your first impressions, guys, about Ed Donatel and Wes Phillips, the new defensive and offensive coordinators for the Minnesota Vikings? They spoke yesterday to the media yeah. for the first time. What are your What are your initial impressions? Well, I, I think the, I think at this point in time, the far more important impression is probably on Donatel because Wes, he might be great, but I mean, he's going to be a major part of, of game planning and helping. But on game day, when, when, when push comes to shove, KOC is going to call play. So let's focus on Donatel. I covered him for two, I covered him in 2003 because um, he, he was the Packers DC. And at that time, ran a 4-3 from 2000 to 2003. And back then, the Packers ran a 4-3 scheme, and, and they actually ran a ton of dime, not nickel. So they, so they, they would employ quite a bit, six defensive backs and one linebacker, 
where the Vikings have traditionally employed the nickel package, which, of course, is five defensive backs and two linebackers. Um, I think Donatello is going to bring... I. I think he's going to bring a stability that didn't exist by, by the end with, with Mike. And I don't I don't want to rag on Mike a ton because I feel like now that's just become the simplest. Oh, so Zimmer easy, sucked. Right? Yeah. Zimmer sucked. He was t- – I mean, look, his defense, he, su- he didn't suck. Um, but I do think that there were problems, and I do think that the defense had some issues. I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air to have a different voice. Um, as far as Donatel goes with experience, though, I will caution this, Phil, because we fell into this trap, and I think O'Connell's not going to do it, but I can't assure you until it's pl- it's played out. Do you remember when Mike got, got the job here and immediately pretty much hired Norv Turner? Mm-hmm. And, and we were like, this is great. G- guy with head coaching experience, which Zim did not have at that time, knows offense, can come in and, and run this, and, and Mike can now focus on defense. It's great. And then, like... A year in, Mike's like, I'm going to go call my friend Hugh Jackson. I'm going to get ideas for offense. And then he starts to question Norv. So, on the surface again, I like this idea. Veteran defensive guys in, in Donatel and to a certain point, obviously, Mike Mike Petton, who's going to be Kevin's assistant head coach. So, I like that, but I got to see how this plays out. Um I think more than anything defensively, though, it's going to be just a breath of fresh air. I really think everything involving the 2021 Vikings was so uptight, so intense. And yes. it, and to go back to Kirk, teeth clenching, right? Like mm-hmm. everything about that felt like pulling teeth and teeth it clenching. And, and I think from day one of training camp this year, it's going to be relaxed, a breath of fresh air. And players are going to have the ability to play with a freedom that they did not feel. Yeah. Let's actually play Dex. Can we play that clip from, from Wes Phillips here? Yeah. Wes talked about working potentially with Kirk Cousins yesterday. What do you think of Kirk Cousins? Have you studied him? What's your impressions of Kirk Cousins as a quarterback in your background? Well, I worked with Kirk in Washington. Had a great relationship with Kirk and uh, really excited to work with him. He's He's got great arm talent. He's athletic. He can... He can throw from all kinds of different platforms. He can throw off drift. Uh, incredibly accurate quarterback. He's a real pro to work with. He grinds at it. He uh, he's in the in the building, uh, and the guys know it. So I'm I'm really excited about it. So there it is. He's staying for sure, hundred <laughs> percent. He's in the building. He's in the building. I'm glad he's in the building. I want him in the building. Couple of quotes that stood out to me. I'll just I'll just read these here. Uh, another one from Wes Phillips. He said, quote, I know that times change. There was a time when you could probably walk up and kick a player in the butt, and that was accepted. I'm glad we've changed in some of those aspects. There was coaching from fear in a lot of ways. So there's, I mean, you're talking about going the polar opposite in terms of leadership style and working with players and building relationships. And then, you know, Ed Donatel said, quote, when you can combine staying current and using your experience – then you've got something, and that's my intention. So what do I do? I listen to young people. I put energy into learning from them. People say, these kids have changed. People have been changing since the beginning of time. It's our job as leaders to work to relate to them. So, oh, I like what I'm hearing. These guys, by the way, these guys didn't just like, these aren't just, Wes Phillips has been around. He's been around football his whole life. Bum Phillips, Wade Phillips, Wes. Wes has been in the NFL for whatever, decade and a half. Ed Donatel goes back multiple decades as an NFL coach. 
So you're not just bringing dudes in speaking leadership buzzwords. You're bringing guys in from football backgrounds here. That's right, football backgrounds. Football. Kirk is That's, in the building. That seem adaptable and, and, and have an ability to build relationships and communicate. So He's under contract and in the building. <laughs> yeah, he shows lurking. up for work. You like that? He's got a parking, like parking space here right outside. It's great. <laughs> You know, Judd's in the building at Surly like three days a week. I can I can tell you that. That's the uh-huh. building that he spends the most time in. And when I am, I, of course, am carrying around, let's see here. What is it again, folks? Yeah, say it with me. A Surly Furious IPA, my favorite beer. But, Declan, I want you to tell us about the beer that, that during JHS, as we reviewed the Maple Leafs wild game last night, that, that you sipped on. Because I think it might be the new MVP of the Surly Brewing family. That'd be the uh, hyper-modern IPA, the yes. hyper modern. It was hope it was supposed to be a victory beer. It turned into a uh, Kirill Kaprizov didn't show up, and I'm really upset. And I need alcohol beer. But that that's the best thing about Surly. Whether I am feeling thankful or Surly, I can have Surly Brewing and have different variety packs that I can dip into. I love my friends at Surly Brewing, and that's because the first Surly variety pack of 2022 is available right now. And Declan is right. The hyper modern is unbelievable. Check it out. Boom. Also, hey, a shout out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Uh, They are passionate about the care and enrichment of the next generation, just like these new Vikings coordinators. They're all about helping and listening to the youth of America. And one of the ways that Federated does this is through their support of Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Federated is very proud of uh, all of their employees who are currently volunteering to be a Big Brother, Big Sister, Big Couple, Big Family. Uh, There's a number of ways you can get involved. So Big Brothers, Big Sisters which is uh, just a, 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 an amazing, amazing program that Federated has stood behind for a number of years. Together, we can make a difference. All right, boys, question number three here on Four Question Friday. So Troy Aikman's moving to Monday Night Football. Al Michaels is a free agent and has been close to Amazon, but now ESPN I maybe. this. I'm so in right now. Joe Buck has one year left on his Fox deal. <laughs> Amazon and or Fox might make a run now reportedly at Sean McVay. So I guess my question is, how do you see all of this playing out? This this primetime football broadcaster carousel. First of all, this is so awesome. First of all, the word now is that is that ESPN is trying to get Joe Buck out of the last year of his contract to join Aikman in the Monday night football booth. So they're trying to get him out of his Fox deal with a year left, and there is talk of scuttlebutt, at least, of a trade, a trade of some what? sort. Are you we serious, don't know dude? what. I, it, it would involve, I'm sure, like property rights or something. Reckless. Don't forget. Wait, can you when, trade? Can you? Could they trade like Mike Greenberg? To I don't Fox think you can. I don't think you can trade people. I don't think you it's can time do to that. get up here yeah, on get up Fox, Fox News. Uh, hashtag what, I'm been, the hashtag crew. I've been traded. What do you mean? Coming up next, Donald Trump is the greatest president. So anyway. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine? Wow. So anyway, uh, when Michaels went from ABC <laughs> ESPN, because he, he was originally going to do Monday Night Football when it shifted from ABC to ESPN. Um, and then at the last second, he went to NBC to do what at the time was the new Sunday Night Package. Yeah. Michaels was traded to NBC. And part of the, part of the trade was... A Walt Disney, what was it? It was a Walt Disney cartoon that NBC had somehow landed, but ABC Disney wanted back. 
So they got, oh, it, it was like Oswald the Rabbit. So, what? so like the rights to this, the rights <laughs> to this character, character, I guess, were included in the trade that went to Disney for the rights for NBC to take Michaels. So there is talk about a trade potentially that Joe Buck <laughs> could be could, could be a release from the last year of his contract oh, in a trade between Fox and and ESPN. Okay, anyway. is, is Joe Buck worth like you know like how many Star Wars movies are there? The, the uh, Disney now ones, right? Ten. Okay, what's the worst one? Like, could they trade the the rights oh. to like the worst Star Wars movie over to Fox? How about, yeah. How about if you lost the rights to like a Star Wars film ah, <laughs> for Joe Buck? Yeah, I can see that. They well, you feel like that. it's like it's probably ten years of Joe Buck, so yeah. you know. Well, well, anyway, I, so I'm kind yeah. of excited about. I don't know if I love Buck. So I, I do like Buck and Aikman, but Buck and Aikman just moving to ESPN for Monday Night Football. I kind of I kind of want to see some different pairings, man. Like, I'm so with you. I want to see Al Michaels and, and Troy Aikman. Aikman. Yep. Joe Buck and I don't know. Could Joe Buck? Well, Joe Buck, Sean McVay would be. The rumor a is blast. that. The rumor is that Amazon for that Thursday night package, since they didn't get Troy, might now come back and offer McVay almost too much to turn down. So all they'd have to do, I mean, I think Belichick's the highest paid coach. He makes like fifteen million dollars or something. And by the way, McVay reportedly makes eight or ten million dollars with the Rams. He made like Mike Zimmer money. So. And uh, Stan Kroenke, notoriously cheap in a lot of his hmm. dealings. You know, you know. Hey, McVeigh just won a Super Bowl. What's the highest that Kroenke would go to keep McVeigh? Maybe fifteen, maybe twenty. But couldn't Amazon just come in and say we're going to give you twenty-five or thirty million dollars a year? Yes, because we're looking to get audience here. Correct. Oh exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> so, so if Michaels goes to Monday nights, or if if Buck goes to Monday nights. I think Michaels will go to Thursdays. Yes. But I think Michaels probably wants Monday nights because because ABC now is back in the, the uh, Super Bowl rotation. Yeah. So they're going to get a Super Bowl. Amazon is not, clearly. And so I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, Buck stays at Fox and Michaels and Aikman end up on on. Monday Night Football, and then my question is, who would end up on play-by-play on Thursdays? Because that's going to be a well, very lucrative package. Couldn't the Thursday play-by-play, I mean, couldn't it be a combo? Like, why couldn't Tony Romo do both? Thursday, well, he likes to golf. That's probably I don't right. think but he like, want to. You know, but couldn't... Thursday, couldn't, Sunday, though, it's close together. I, I wouldn't want to work both of those. Unless you're getting paid $50 million well, yeah. a year. <laughs> Aikman did. Hey, so, dude, do, do you guys think that, that Troy is worth um, as much as he... He's going to get paid. He's supposedly going to get as much now or slightly more than Tony did. And I don't think Aikman's worth that much, personally. It's, I, I don't know. I mean, I, well, I guess if you reframe the question as, like, is he better than Romo? Right. I mean, would you I pay don't, him? I think Romo's more, more entertaining than Troy Aikman is. I agree. I wouldn't pay him slightly more. Well, but it's not, it's not like you're not paying, you're, you're, you're paying market value for, hey, this opportunity's open and what do right. we need to pay to get you? So but to I'm, me, it's more about, like, is he better than is he better than Romo? I right. think Romo's more entertaining. But I'm saying if I don't really I, care how much money he gets. if I was unless there was a salary cap, in which case I do have takes on how much money someone should make. If I was throwing around my cash though to try and get a, a Monday night guy, and Aikman wanted more than Romo makes, I think I would look elsewhere. But I'd still pay a ton. Well, don't you think they probably? By the way, these conversations are all have. I'm sure Sean McVay has already had conversations with he, four networks. He definitely right? has. Yes, he definitely <laughs> has. Yes, that's true. Um, is there anybody else out there 
you know, as you're looking to fill one of these musical chair spots from a play-by-play or color analyst perspective that we haven't mentioned that deserves mentioning. I mean, Breeze was the guy a couple years ago, but I'm kind of out was, on him. He's kind of vanilla like, ice cream, dude. That was he and was I plain read as a Philip Rivers would be fun. I would love to see Philip Rivers in an. I read that Fox. I think I think it was Fox might try and poach Breeze, and they would also have to compensate NBC. But yeah, I don't. I don't think he's going to be good. He can't criticize. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to criticize. Romo criticizes. Well, Sean Payton's another guy that's going to be in the mix for oh, at that's least another a year. One. That's a yep. I bet he's at Fox. I loved. Uh, I'm with Pat. I love to keep to leave. So I, I want. I want more of a keep to leave. I don't know if he bought him off to the number one crew on Fox, but I, I loved a keep to leave when he did color. Yeah. What about uh, Mark Sanchez and Chris Myers in that yeah, number that's, one spot? That's what do you okay. guys think? Um, Just throw those guys up. The into candidate. That? The candidates for Fox now that Troy is gone are Sean oh, Payton, Greg Olson, Declan Froze. Well, manicuring his nails. Um, <laughs> uh, who's not bad. Greg's not bad. I actually liked him. He's not dynamic, but he's, not but splashy, he's good. Man. He's not splashy. But I do want somebody. My starting point is this: Will you criticize your your former fellow players? Yeah. Yeah. Breach won't do it. What about Collinsworth? Is he still? Is he done? On he decided. Um, no, he he just signed it. Uh, he signed a contract. I think Amazon was trying to poach him and Al together. Okay. So Tarico Tarico sliding in there. Tarico's going to slide in, and that was the plan. I think Michael's pulled a farve. Dex, you okay? Yeah, I'm Dex, fine. what's happening? Are you okay there? Yep. Keep talking. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll keep going. Just quickly, I think I think Michaels pulled a Favre slash Roycey and told NBC, I'm done after 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, I'm not done. And they're oh. like, nah, too bad. You're gone. <laughs> and they signed Collinsworth to a new contract. Well, I thought Tariko signed that deal three years ago knowing that, like, he did. He's taking over for Al Michaels, and Al like right? was like, "I don't want to be done." Uh, but you are, Goodbye. which is not, which is not. I mean, uh, Al see. has his fastball. He's still very good. He does. He's like eighty, right? I think he's like. I think he's or like late seventies. No, he. Let's see here. Okay, but I mean, he's he is still. There. He's still good. Oh, he's seventy-seven. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, he's still very good. I respect oh. him a lot. I think he's good. Mm. All right. Question number he's four back. here. Hi, Dex. Just crashing down the stretch here. Question number four. Presented by our friends at uh, at Livia. Oh, Livia Weight Control Centers. And guys, I've got some big news. I got some big news. Because I stopped by, by the Tonka location yesterday. I stopped by for my weekly check-in. You recall when this all started, 239.7, mm-hmm. 240 basically, okay? Yesterday, 204 pounds. 204 pounds. I'm not only You're skinnier close. than the guy on the left, I'm skinnier than the guy on the right, and he's skinny. Get How about that? Where? Get I'm the snacks. Fly. Get the Olivia I'm, snacks. I'm going to wave a flag. 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 204 pounds. Love it. On my way, hopefully, to 200 pounds, but nonetheless, if you're saying to yourself now, Judd, hold, holy cow, how did you, how did you, you, you watch TV and drink some beers. How did you do it? I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to give you a deal. The, I did an eight week challenge where you get your first eight weeks for free. How do you do it? 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A. Ladies and gentlemen, by springtime, you too can drop the weight. And here's the best part. The last thing, you'll keep it off. Because they they not only are going to help you trim the fat, they're going to help you do the one thing that most places don't, keep the fat off. Livia.com. Boom. 
Uh, also, hey, if you are a fan of Division One athletics, there's another show in town here, okay? St. Thomas basketball, hockey, and also football from the fall season. They're all Division One now. The winter sports have been competing. If you want to get your hands at any point on Division One St. Thomas tickets, TommySports.com. That's TommySports.com. All right, here's my uh, random question of the week for you guys. Question number four. Okay. What is your least favorite chore? Which least? chore? Which chore do you dread the most? It's like a simple, like a simple household oh, chore. I've got favorite kind. chores. That's always asking. No, I know, but I'm trying to think of things I dread the most. Um, I personally don't enjoy mowing the lawn. Still, have never done it once in my entire life. That's incredible. Wait. I think I've shared this. Incredible. I love yes. I love mowing the lawn with a riding lawnmower. Growing up on well, a seven acre okay. hobby farm is great. Okay, okay. I don't right. have one. I got a push Declan, one. I got a small lawn. Declan, you've never mowed a lawn yeah, before. I think, I think I've shared this story this summer when yes. Judd was talking about his lawnmower kerfuffles, and uh, I, yeah. I have never once mowed the lawn in my entire life. Never once. Did you not grow up with yards, or did no? You, I had you a just, huge. Never... I had a pretty significant yard growing up. Uh, my my dad well, did it, and then. Uh, him and the neighbor split like a tractor because we both had pretty big yards. And uh, when my dad got sick and then eventually passed away, when he was sick, he tried to teach me how to do it. And my, if you think I have no patience or Patrick Royce has little to no patience, Stephen Richard Goff had even less patience. And especially when he was going through brain treatments, uh, he had no patience and time to teach me how to mow that lawn. And even after he passed on, I even offered, like, all right, I'll just figure this out, right? It's a, it's a riding mower. I think I can get this down. My neighbor, like, felt this weird guilt because he went half in on this tractor that he just mowed the lawns for the rest of time before I oh, moved wow. out and went to college, which was like, very nice of him, of course. But How tough is that, though, Dex? I don't think a it's riding that riding lawnmower? Yeah. It's not. I, I, used, I, I was in charge of a certain portion of the hobby farm. Okay. You know, once or twice a week, it was right. I used to put my, this was like in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. So I had my little Discman CD player or I oh, listened yeah. to like, you know, FM music radio, put my little headphones on, you know, maybe take the shirt off, get a little tan. Oh, God, Ross. And you ride oh, around for yeah, a couple I hours. I was going to say, great. you've lost me on that now. <laughs> Seriously, you took your shirt off? Okay. Yeah. It's an old Macadac. was uh, uh, very bronzed back in the riding lawnmower days. I can't believe you've never. I've never mowed. Lawn I lo- and what's incredible. weird is I I love like shoveling snow. I love shoveling snow. I don't know why. I, I hey, you want to come to my snow, house and, and snowblowers? I love a snowblower. I I love that. I have no problem with that. Come um, on over to my house. But th- without uh, vetting even more of my uh, my youth discourse here, uh, I I despise the household chore that I despise the most. Without a doubt, is hand washing dishes. Yeah, I, oh, not me. My I, favorite chore. As a single, not a single it. man anymore, as, as a person who lives alone in an apartment for the last five years, I, uh. I, the dishwasher and I, we use that, I use that thing twice a week because I refuse to hand wash a dish. I hate it. I hate it. I, I hate it. It's, I it's hate disgusting. It. I and like then if it. you if you leave like a pot or something in this, you know, you put some water in it or a glass and then you leave it there for a few days, it starts to smell it's, like it's... The well, don't leave, don't leave it there so long that it smells. Dude. I realize that. I know. Come I know. on. Hand I would washing, say it's a passion of mine. I love to wash dishes. It's so weird. It's a passion. A passion of I'm yours. passionate about it. Ugh. I'm passionate about the scrub. I will sometimes, uh, I'll throw like a podcast on and just, just knock it out in 15 minutes. But I would say my least favorite household chore and the one that I just can't wrap my head around is folding laundry. I don't mind that one. 
I don't. It's do it. such a weird, pointless exercise because, like, I okay, I washed all these clothes and now I'm going to just wear them this week. So I'm going to fold this and then I'm going to unfold yeah. it in the no, morning. Don't fold your laundry. Leave but it you, in the basket and take. No, that's from Frank. It. That no, you can't, you can't do, do that that. To my left is a basket full of un, unfolded <laughs> clothes, which I will wear and then wash. It's right to my left here, in my room right here, in my studio. I have an entire. In fact, hold on a second. He's going to show us. He's going to show us. Should we just end John the episode will kill quick? Me, but I don't care. No, I want. I want this to happen. I want the Purple right. Daily audience to see this. This human being who just has a bunch of clothes. <laughs> what? These are all my clothes. Those I'm are clean. Them. Look at that sock. That old. Look at that weird old yeah, sock no. with the gray you heel. Got a nice shirt here, oh God. A hoodie. All my clothes. The, right those here. socks. Dude, we got to get Judd some ankle socks, man. What was that sock? The, the last thing. I on, like high socks. They're more comfortable. On the on the laundry. I I hate I hate hanging. Like I don't mind folding. I hate hanging up stuff, like hanging up the shirt, like button up the shirt, put it on the hanger, find it in the closet. Like that part I don't like. But in terms of just like the folding laundry and putting your socks together, like all that, like I kind of enjoy that part. I, I have no problem yeah. with that part. I hate matching socks. I never do that I don't, until I, I have to. I don't. Wait, so you don't you don't wear matching socks? I you, sometimes all don't. Your, no, all your socks are. No, I, I don't match them until I'm preparing for my day, and then I find two of the same socks, but I don't put them together. I don't okay. find that to be enjoyable. But I like to wash dishes. All right, we're all well. Let it. Let us know in the YouTube comments section. Mine. What's right what here. is your least favorite household chore? And is are in our Judd's Wait, what was gray heeled tube socks weird? So what was Judd's? What was Judd's least favorite chore? Was mowing the lawn? Is that what it was? Yeah, mowing the lawn. Yeah, I don't enjoy yeah. the lawn. Yeah. I don't enjoy. I don't. I don't like. The outdoors, really. I mean, either. The this outdoors. Comes down to that. I don't yard. enjoy the, the outdoors. outdoors. I don't enjoy the outdoors. I'm a I like the outdoors. You consider your yard to be the outdoors? I consider my front door to be the entree <laughs> to the outdoors. And once I step outside, I'm like, do I really enjoy this? I'm either cold or I'm sweating. I don't like camping. There's no couch in give, my front yard. Know, give me a Marriott over like a tent. But, oh, I you know, hate I'll, camping. I hike all the time. Yeah, I'll go I, mean, and, I, go well, I know you guys do, and that's great. Golf no, and stuff. My walks, yeah. but... I take the dog on walks in the summer, but that's it. Hiking, I'm out on, though. Like, good for you, but I ain't doing that. An interesting episode of Four Questions Friday. Yeah. Anyway, don't so tell nice. my wife that I showed you my laundry basket she'll no, get very no, upset no. don't no. anybody tell thank you very much <laughs> now the now the whole purple universe knows all right well we're gonna go now it's purple daily i'm gonna go match Vikings entertainment or not